How's it going, everyone? This is Tiz, and welcome to another episode of Tiz Talks. So, so last episode, I talked a bit about how, you know, we need to dance more, that I certainly need to dance more, and how singing and music and all that and dancing is real medicine for our bodies and our souls. And I realize this isn't as easy as it sounds, particularly as the world isn't exactly dancing in the streets with joy these days, there is no doubt we'll all look back on this time as a really profound and life-changing period for everyone that we will reflect on and talk about absolutely forever. So we have this big thing called a pandemic to deal with, and that's turned our lives upside down. And, and hey, we all have our own problems that we had before the pandemic. That just makes it all, you know, tougher. Not to mention the fact that we're now heading into winter. And that certainly isn't helping any. I mean, I already have my light therapy lamp set up in my home office because I need that feeling of sun and sunshine and brightness. And the amount of dark we live through in the winter months is tough. Uh, sure, it's cozy to hunker in on cold nights, you know, love to do that with big bulky sweaters and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, it's just a long haul and I do tend to struggle with it. But I've come to learn that there's only one remedy to fight the dark and that's light. Light can survive dark, but dark cannot survive light. So with that in mind, wouldn't it make sense to lighten up this dark period we're in? Because let's face it, it's not just the state of the world, but our own world, our own little world, our own stuff that often, you know, we don't have immediate solutions for and that, you know, we could all use some cheering up. Besides, isn't it true that it's not what happens to us that matters, but how we handle it? You know, how we handle what happens to us is what really matters. Honestly, I have to make a point to tell myself that not only is it okay to look the other way to the brighter and lighter side, but I have to, it's necessary. I mean, can we laugh at ourselves just a little more? Can we stop taking ourselves and life so seriously? Is it possible we can do this? You know, we have to stop taking everyone else so seriously. I mean, Confucius says, life is really simple but we insist on making it complicated. Boy, is that an understatement. I mean, we, why do we humans want to make matters worse? Make it, we overcomplicate things. You know, sometimes you just got to laugh in the face of all that drags us down. Because laughter has a way of cutting through the muck and mire of all our garbage and stresses that stand in our way. And all I know is that I, for one, want to feel better. I don't want to wait till anything's all over or, you know, I'll be happy and I can laugh when this happens or that happens. I want that now. And I know from my past experiences that all this too shall pass and I'll be on to, guess what, a whole new other set of problems in the future because let's face it, we're never scot-free. I mean, we never just you know, live happily ever after. I mean, we can live happier, but we will always have, you know, challenges and bumps in the road and stuff. So knowing this, why get all wound up? You know, why, why are we spending time worrying and fretting? 
You know, the truth is we are feeling creatures. That is no doubt. And and we have strong emotions and we care. We are caring people. So it's natural to have this, you know, feeling of concern and worry. But aren't we equally allowed to find some humor and not be so darn heavy all the time? I mean, did you know that laughter has the same effect or similar to an antidepressant? It releases the same neurotransmitter serotonin, the same as what is in an antidepressant. And here's an astonishing statistic from Harvard Health. The use of antidepressants have increased 400% from 1988 to 1994, and then again between 2005 and 2008. And it's hiked up yet another 60% in the last two years. Now, 13% of the U.S. population and 6% of Canadians are all on antidepressant medications. And in Australia, one in eight adults are on antidepressants. And I could go on about the rest of the world. Those numbers are no laughing matter. Yet it seems to me that the whole world is in dire need of laughing. To be prescribed laughter by a doctor instead of drugs and say, hey, you need to go have gut-busting laughter at least twice daily and come see me in a month. I mean, I know that sounds ridiculous, but I think we should give it a shot. The science and research is compelling. How much laughter improves our immune system, which, hello, is everything that we're wanting to do these days. It improves our mental health. You know, it actually relieves pain, chronic pain. It lessens inflammation. I mean, the list goes on, on what laughter does for us. So what the heck, people? Why aren't we lightening up? You know? Our health relies on it, you know? You know, they say laugh and the world laughs with you. And I love that statement, meaning that when we can even laugh at ourselves in our own lives, sometimes our egos get in the way and, and we don't take a joke very well. But, you know, to see the humor in life's daily grind, you know, and, and something where, you know, where others can relate to you too. And, and everybody starts laughing because of the nonsense of it all. I like particularly people like the comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. I mean, he talks a lot about just day-to-day life. And he, he was raised in an Italian household, so I can totally identify with him. But he takes situations and he allows us to see the humor. And he talked about one story, which was hilarious, about how his wife's father had passed away 15 years ago. And they had gone to the cemetery to visit him. And his very first time visiting him there, he discovered that his father had a double plot one for him and one for his wife that, you know, his wife's mother and that he had bought before they, before he passed away. Well, the kicker is the mother-in-law has since remarried. So, I mean, this has the potential to be the cause of a lot of arguments, but come on, you have to admit it's pretty funny, you know? So he pokes fun at how, I don't know how we, you know, how we, how we look at ourselves. I mean, there's one funny one that, oh my God, we all do. And that is, you know, he pokes a lot of fun at how we all try to self-diagnose all of our ailments. And what do we all do? We go to Google and what do we discover? Yeah, we're dying. We're all going to die. And it's comical to say it, but come on, we've all done it. I mean, we weren't laughing when we were having these symptoms or, you know, something was freaking us out. But where do we go? We go to Dr. Google to tell us what's wrong. You know, and really, it just proves, you know, how we've become such an alarmist society. 
I mean, if we focus too hard on our problems, the world's problems, our kids' problems, our parents' problems, our friends, and everyone else who has problems, and add things like the pandemic on top of it, oh, then it all grows and grows, and oh, it's all too much. It's too much, people. Something's got to give. Because the reality is, we can't handle it. And you know what? We're not meant to. We're not meant to solve all of our problems or all of the problems of the world or all the problems of our kids. You know, we solve what we can and what we should. And the rest, we got to just kind of, well, we got to kind of got to let it go. And now I'm preaching to myself, trust me, because, you know, I've shared this before. My, My biggest problems for me is, you know, learning to accept and letting go. Those have been always my big, you know, crutches. And I've always had to work on that. But when we accept and when we let go, I mean, we can lighten up, you know, and life just seems a little easier. Do we dare chuckle at what some of our own problems are? I mean, okay, some are not, you know, things to laugh about. But you know what? Most of what we worry about, well, often is stuff that maybe we do laugh at later when we look back. So maybe we need to get just a little bit more humorous while we're going through it. You know, there was a man that I knew who I adored. His name was Ben Grotsky. He was a suit salesman at the Bay where I was the supervisor for, and I've spoken about this in the past many, many, many years ago. And he was already retired, but he just kept on working because he just loved, he just loved working and loved being there so much. And honestly, he was an amazing suit salesman. But back when he was uh, late 50s, he had had a massive heart attack and wasn't expected to live long. And at the time, he was very stressed. He was overweight. He was working all the time. He was just a very tightly wound person. Well, Ben did something amazing. I mean, he was so grateful that he had survived his heart attack that he decided to start running. And he ran a little every day. And he ran and ran and ran. And by the time I met him at 68, he was running eight miles a day and in the fittest shape ever with the most amazing attitude. He would come into work and say, morning, Tiz, paid my bills today. What a great day. I mean, he took joy, present moment joy in paying his bills even. And nothing bothered Ben. All problems weren't losing your life over. He had lightened up so much metaphorically and physically after his heart attack that you know what? He was an absolute inspiration to be around. And he continued to run 10 kilometers a day in rain, sub-zero winters. Nothing stopped this man. On his 90th birthday, the city and the YMCA celebrated Ben's 90th with a fundraiser and 10K walk and run, which, of course, he participated in. Ben finally left this world peaceful and happy at 96, over 40 years after his heart attack and grim diagnosis. His best years was 55 to 96. His love for life was infectious. And he took nothing seriously. 
because it had damn near killed him before. I absolutely loved this man, and I will never forget him. I think of him a lot, especially when I start getting all wound up about my problems. And I would say to myself, be like Ben, Tiz, be like Ben. You know, it's important we remain responsible and accountable for our own set of problems and struggles. I mean, don't get me wrong. We can't just be flippant about this stuff. But to stay in a place of seriousness and worry for what might happen is the most useless use of our energy. And God knows, I know this all too well, because I came from a long line of worry warts. In fact, I think my mom, may she rest in peace, is the patron saint of worry. If I went outside without a scarf on a cold day, or if I was heading out on the highway, you know, my mom would bust out the rosary and start praying for me because, you know, I might die. She always went to the worst case scenario. You know, I remember one time my brother Peter had a friend named Rocky. And one day Rocky's father called our house. My mom answered and the conversation went something like this. Hi, Lucy. This is Rocky's dad long pause. And then my mom screams into the phone, Rocky's dead? What about Peter? Oh, my poor mama. You know, she mistook dad for dead. And that's immediately where her mind went. You know, I don't have to look far to see where I learned how to fear and worry. Now, when we recount this story, I mean, and we talk about it a lot around the table with my brothers and sisters, I mean, we get into hysterical laughter over it. But I think about what my mom was feeling at the moment. <laughs> but really, it was pretty darn funny. Oh, man, sometimes we just got to leave well enough alone, you know, let the world help us sort things out and not, you know, and allow ourselves to just enjoy this time. I mean, we're only here for a while, damn it. Pandemic or no pandemic, we all need to lighten up and laugh. And, and look at ourselves for that source of laughter. You know, there's a saying in Italian, dolce far niente, meaning it is sweet to do nothing. And boy, is that the truth. And maybe we all need to do a little more nothing. My own ancestral country has the philosophy of work, to live, not live, to work. I love it. You know, I wrote a blog post, oh, a while back on how adults need to play and have more fun. And it's true that we put, when we put some space between ourselves and our, you know, our life sort of struggles and situations, it actually improves our perspective on things. I mean, the best cure to getting out of any funk is a little bit of fun. I mean, there is power in play and we can play and have fun even in the midst of problems. You know, just the shift and the break from everything invigorates us, you know, fills us with some joy, gives us this renewed energy to be able to tackle, you know, all of our stuff, you know, in a better frame of mind. And you know what? It gives us hope and it makes us feel good. I mean, adults have got to play more. Man, I can remember as a kid getting downright silly, laughing so hard, my stomach and cheeks hurt. 
I mean, do you remember those days? Imagine if we rolled around the floor with laughter like that now. Who said we can't do that? Who said being an adult meant not being silly and laughing till we couldn't laugh anymore? Well, knowing we're always going to have, you know, stuff in our lives, I suppose the real challenge is really in trying to lighten up in the midst of whatever it is that we're always ongoing struggling with. I mean, we're not hopping planes for fun vacations these days, you know, to let our hair down and unwind a little. So we need to find fun in our daily lives somehow and find laughter. You know, I think about how men and women in army camps, they absolutely need fun to be scheduled in. And yes, even during the war, people needed to have fun and recreation. There are workers that go into remote areas for mining and oil drilling, and it's a very isolated uh, situation. And one of the biggest concerns of these companies uh, for these workers is their mental well-being and being able to provide them with adequate outlets and stimulation to just, you know, relax and have some fun. You know, one of the last times I was in California, my daughter and I spent some time in La Jolla and Del Mar, and I was walking on the beach early one morning and I came across a laughter yoga group. I had heard about this, but never really observed one. And it, it was really something. I mean, this type of yoga is based on the belief that, you know, any kind of laughter, even forced laughter has the same benefits as our spontaneous laughter. So even if you have nothing to laugh about, folks, maybe it's time to try some pretend laughter. Uh, and, um, you know, it might even spark some real laughter because you're going to look damn silly just trying to pretend laugh. So maybe give it a go. I mean, there's all kinds of these kinds of groups everywhere. So it's got to mean something. You know, I've alluded to this in my previous podcast, but, you know, we cannot lose sight of the need of feeling good, finding joy, no matter what goes on in our lives. And we sure as heck can't feel guilty for wanting to lighten up. And boy, do we all need to lighten up these days. There's just too much crap floating all around us. And we need to start looking the other way. And we can start by not making, you know, making so much of everything and maybe taking, not taking ourselves so seriously. You know, th this is stuff that, that I've been uh, trying to work on. <sighs> Gotta laugh a little more, folks, you know. And, you know, so I'll leave you with this little story. One morning as I was on the expressway driving into work, I had spilt coffee all down my white turtleneck I was wearing. Now, I was heading into an important meeting and turning around was not an option. So, and it wasn't just a dribble. I mean, I completely missed my mouth and the front of my white turtleneck was soaked in coffee. Uh, and as soon as I arrived, I went into the washroom and did everything I could to wash it out. And it only made matters worse. I mean, you can imagine. And then it hit me. Turn the turtleneck around and wear it backwards. So the coffee stain is in the back. And I'll just keep my suit jacket on. And it worked. And no one was the wiser. And I had an internal chuckle the entire day because you know what, I still look pretty good. And no one knew. And I was having my own little chuckle. And I went home and told this story. And it was just such a big laugh at home. Well, a few days later, I was driving in again, and the radio station was asking people to call in with their Murphy's Law. You know, something that always seems to happen to you. 
And so I called in and I said, I, ju I just seem to mess up every time I wear white. And I told him the story of how I had to turn my turtleneck around like the week before. I mean, the DJs were in hysterics asking me if the tag was ticking, tickling me, you know, in the front of my neck. And, you know, I said, yeah, I could feel it was kind of bugging me. And so they were having a bit of a, a laugh and a joke over it. And then they decided that they were going to nickname me, hey, you are going to be can't wear white girl. And so it was a bit of a, you know, fun phone in call. And I, I hadn't given my name or anything, but as soon as I walked into my office, Seems everyone was tuning into that radio station that morning. And as soon as I walked in, the entire office said, good morning, can't wear a white girl. Now, you know, I tell this story because it could have been something completely different. I mean, I could have spilt that coffee and I could have been miserable for the rest of the day. And instead, we found some humor and we made light of it. And, you know, we still sort of bring up that story. Remember the time you spilled coffee and you wore your turtleneck backwards all day? And, and, and it's these kind of things that I'm referring to, you know, to find those things that we can laugh about in our day-to-day -day lives and milk it because it just makes us feel good. Life may not be a free-spirited merry-go-round these days, you know, but we still need to laugh. So, you know what, folks? I hope you laugh. I hope you decide that, you know what? Yeah, it's time to lighten up a little. And I hope you laugh out loud for real and not just those LOL emojis that you text someone. So next time you text an LOL or LMAO, then do it for real. Do it for real. Laugh out loud, folks. It's really good for you. Wishing you all love and laughter. We are all here and we are all alive and that is something to be happy about. That's it for me and thanks for tuning in. I'm Tiz. Bye for now.